This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 56, Submission 1300. Puchinski. Puchinski was an unsold pilot that aired on NBC the night of July 9th, 1990. Car 307, proceed to magnitude savings. Interrogate another Instapella robbery victim. Hey, who's this? I'm Casey, the new dispatcher. Casey? Anyone ever tell you you got a real sexy voice? All the time, Puchinski. Hey, how do you know who I am? I read all about you on the bathroom wall. See, male, Caucasian, medium size and build, any distinctive features. Well, guys, I think we have saved, I guess, the best for last? Best is purely in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. This is this is just a weird pilot about a about a man who's a cop and he dies and then his spirit goes into a dog and then he's got to team up with his uh, his partner while reincarnated as a dog and it's just weird. It's, it's very bizarre. Bis- yeah, it is very bizarre. It, it made even more bizarre when you see Peter Boyle, who would go on to be the patriarch of Everybody Loves Raymond, as the hardest cop this side of wherever this is. Yeah. By the way, it's guys. Chica- it's Chicago. It's Chicago. The hardest, cop, the hardest cop on the mean streets of Chicago. And what does he see that just absolutely melts his heart? A dog that thinks, acts, and looks just like him. What is he? A a, a pit bull? Yeah, it's a bulldog. It's a bulldog, yeah. It's a bulldog. Watched enough WWF wrestling to know what a bulldog is. Or IP Davy Boy. And Stanley Puchinski, Peter Boyle's character, first meets this bulldog in an alley when Puchinski the cop goes towards some teens who are just generally roughhousing, causing issues. And one of the teens pulls out a switchblade on him and Puchinski pulls out a gun. And guess what guys gun always wins in that case. And after he's <laughs> yeah. And after he scared off the teens, there's this bulldog sitting there and Puchinski has a hot dog. He got from a street vendor earlier and he gives the dog the hot dog. Aww. So you can already see the dog is sort of like him, eating nitrates and stuff like that. Not good for you. No, it isn't. But I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Thanks, Mom! <laughs> so they bond... And uh, Puchinski, the do- the dog. Well, we'll just call him the dog because 
I'll just call him the dog for now. He, I don't think he technically has a name at this point. No, he still doesn't have a name. No, he doesn't have a name until he like Puchinski's spirit goes into the dog. Right. So we see the cop car pull up with Puchinski and his partner Robert McKay, played by George Newbern, and Puchinski's just in the back and he's just playing with his dog. They're bonding. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Like I said, they they're like each other's spirit animal, it looks like. Is that foreshadowing? Wink wink. Uh, maybe Possibly But we'll get to that. So Detective McKay, Puchinski's partner, goes into the office of the captain who's played by Frank McCray. And Frank McCray, who you'd best know best is, hey, it's that guy from a bunch of various things in the 80s and 90s. But Detective McKay is like, I don't want to be with Puchinski anymore. I want to transfer. He's just, he just breaks wind constantly. And then the captain's like, the dog? No, Sergeant Puchinski. So then we cut to Puchinski, and he's looking at a woman in the office. Like, oh. But the captain says, there's a lot you can learn from Puchinski. So start your education immediately. So then we cut to Detective McKay and Puchinski as they're on a stakeout. Yeah, and what do they eat during the stakeout? They got a pizza delivery, and what's on the pizza? Pineapple and shrimp. Okay, one... See, pineapple I totally get, but shrimp? Okay, well, one, ew, shrimp. But two, you wonder why Puchinski the cop is so gassy and flatulent? Okay. That, a shrimp on a pizza does not sound terribly appetizing. No. And then Puchinski gives his partner a picture of a lady that he met at during Vice. So what happens is during this stakeout, they actually witness somebody holding up a customer at an ATM. And Puchinski starts going after them. He, uh, he says, I, I'm a cop. He's got his gun. Uh, he radios to headquarters and the the robber goes into a used car dealership and he actually steals one of the cars I'm going to assume hot wires it or probably didn't have the keys obviously and he hits Puchinski and it's not looking too good Puchinski notices that the robber is about to run over the dog and so in, a, in an effort Puchinski runs over, picks up the dog, saves its life, but in the process, poor Puchinski gets run over by the car, and his head smashes into the windshield. And then, as Puchinski is sitting on the ground, him and the dog lock eyes, and for a good 15 seconds, you just see Puchinski staring at the dog in the eyes, and the dog is staring back, and then back to Puchinski. And then back to the dog. And then next thing you know, Puchinski, he goes unconscious. He falls unconscious on the ground. And unfortunately, he ends up dying. Yeah. But not before he dies, though. Puchinski, in one final act, before he 
he looks at the dog, asks his partner, Detective McKay, to take his Chicago Cubs tickets. Because priorities. Very well, sad. Well, 1990, I don't think it was a particularly good year for the Cubs, but that was the year Jerome Walton was Rookie of the Year for the Cubs, so maybe he wanted to see Jerome Walton play. I could totally all- see that. Well, it was also the year of the 1990 MLB All-Star Game at Wrigley Field. By the way, future installment, the 1990 MLB All-Star Game. Because that game got rained, had a rain delay, and then Rescue 911 aired for like an hour. But then we see a bunch of fog. We, We don't see Puchinski in the hospital Next thing we see, they cut to his funeral. Oh, yeah. And we don't even really hear much of the funeral. We just see a mass of people. And then ultimately later, we see Puchinski's partner by himself, still grieving. It's very sad. It's, yeah. And then just out of nowhere, we hear Puchinski's voice. Who said that? Where did that come from? And believe it or not, the voice came from the bulldog because Puchinski's spirit, his soul, entered the dog after he died. Okay, I have questions, Mike. Okay, we're going to stop right here because I think we all have questions Yes, we all have questions. The chair recognizes Greg. Okay. Puchinski has only known this dog for one day. How does his spirit enter into the dog? Is it like black magic? Is it the same kind of weird hocus pocus TV stuff that made Rodney Dangerfield connected to Rodney Barnes? What's up with this? Well, I really think that in that 15 second staring interlude the the eye contact interlude i mentioned earlier i think somehow that was sort of the the transportation or the connection of puchinski's soul to the dog's soul and it transferred to the dog as soon as he passed guys 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 i think i figured out why okay now hear me out go ahead i think that this was all planned by saint peter and he decided to transfer that's, soul that, that's into a the couple dog. weeks. That's a couple weeks from now, dude. It's that. No, it's one week from now, baby. You think after St. Peter was done having Kyle Morton fix his past self played by Matthew Perry's life, he decided, you know what? You know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to have a police detective soul transfer into a dog that he's only known for one day. You know what? That's actually quite plausible. <laughs> it's a reference for next week. Yeah, I know. We we literally talked about this 30 seconds ago, Greg and me. So after the funeral and uh, Detective McKay and Puchinski, the dog, have a nice thorough talk, they go back to headquarters. And at headquarters, uh, one of the first people they run into is Sergeant Shriver. Wait it, a minute. Hold up. Sergeant Shriver. George McGovern's running mate is in that police office. Now, you see, I was going to say the exact same thing. Of all the names, you had to use that. And that was a long-running joke on Carson back in the 70s, if you watch his old reruns. 
but yeah, Sergeant Shriver, they didn't even give him a first name. Sergeant Shriver was the nemesis of Detective McKay and, and uh, Puchinski. I believe the, cop, the term you're, I, yeah, I believe the term you're looking for is deuteragonist. A rival college words. The rival, hey, yes. I was reading today. Yes, you you looked at the the Oxford English Dictionary, not the not not the kindergarten dictionary today. And we should note Sergeant Shriver was played by Brian Haley, who's one of those people when you look at him you say, "I know that guy from that place." Yep, exactly. And, and just a couple of places where you've seen him. First, on the Drew Carey show in a season one episode, he played a Drew Carey lookalike. And he looks just like him, just a little bit taller and a little bit younger. But also, believe it or not, if you've been watching Buzzer as of late, Brian Haley actually appeared on three episodes of Classic Concentration in 1988. What? What? I'm dead serious. He won, I believe, three games of classic concentration. He ended up winning about eleven thousand dollars in prizes. Uh, and he actually said, "You know, I'm a stand-up comedian, so it's a natural move to, to go from stand-up comedy to a sitcom like this." And he actually had his big break, kind of, sorta, on Carson in 1990. But yeah, two years earlier, he was on classic concentration and those episodes did air on buzzer in the very recent past within the last i'd say three to four months as of time of recording oh yeah because you because you watch concentration on your lunch break well when i was working (laughs) oh oh you know what you know who else he was on he was mr stone in future installments Great Scott with Toby Maguire. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Probably the only time we'll ever talk about Toby Maguire on this podcast. He was on 307, 308, and 309. Oh, what a what a crew cut he's got on for this. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Drew Carey, for heaven's sakes. He does. Wow. He, he, yeah. Wow. He, he looks like Drew Carey, a little younger, a little taller. A little thinner. Significantly fitter, absolutely. Brian Haley was the hooded Avenger on the Weird Al show. What? Another Wait, is the Weird Al show on the list? Oh, it sure yeah. is. It absolutely okay. is. Damn. Yeah. Drew Carey's little brother. It's really goofy what you see or who you see when you watch TV all the time. Seeing a Puchinski and then saying, hey, I know that guy from Classic Concentration, and lo and behold, boom, I'm right for once. So now we go back, and what is Puchinski doing? He's sort of having his way with the secretary, it looks like. Oh. Our our dog is being a little horn dog. Yeah. Our dog is a dog. He's doing what he couldn't do when he was a human. I wonder if he's fixed. My God, I hope so. Not if he's going after the secretary like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So now we cut back to Detective McKay's apartment where we meet Amy Yazbeck's character of Franny and her daughter. Because earlier, while Detective McKay and Puchinski were on their stakeout, he mentioned that he was seeing somebody, a girl named Franny. Aww. 
You mean the same Amy Yazbek who was a regular panelist on the I've Got a Secret reboot by Oxygen 20 years ago? Oh, we really have to cover that. Oh. I didn't say future entry. I just said, is that the Amy Yazbek from the I've Got a Secret reboot from Oxygen did 20 years ago? That's all I said. Yes, it's the Amy Yazbek from one episode of Worst Week, which was the American version of the worst week of my life, which may or may not be on the list. I don't know. Well, plus also we should mention that Amy Oh, Yazbek... oh, oh, oh! What? Michelle Lackerson on future installments, Life on a Stick. Well, we should also mention that Amy Yesbeck is the widow of John Ritter. Yes. Yep. And also who's one of the EPs on this show? John Ritter. Yeah. So this explains a lot. This this might have been the uh, pilot that was shot before she finally landed. Wings. Oh god, uh, that that was terrible. I'm gonna yeah. go to my room now. Hey, hey, Glenn Clagmeyer loved Wings, Chico. <laughs> it yes, made Tony. It made Tony Shalhoub's career. Love Wings. And then you're gonna cut to Cleveland saying, "Was this a cartoon?" <laughs> Detective McKay and Franny, they were in an elevator. That's where they were talking. And Puchinski the dog wraps his leash around the two of them, sort of hinting that, hey, you'd be a cute couple. And Franny's daughter the whole time is just laughing, giggling. Oh, look how cute it is. The dog is wrapping his leash around the two of them. Uh, totally unbeknownst to the, the subtle semi-sexual context because she's a kid she doesn't know any better no she doesn't so after mckay and franny talk in the elevator and and puchinski wraps his leash around the two <sighs> mckay and puchinski go back into mckay's apartment and they have an argument because mckay says you're only staying here until this case is done and then i'm getting rid of you and Puchkinsky says that he's a better cop with four legs than McKay is with two. And that pisses him off. And McKay kicks Puchinsky out of the apartment. Yeah, but not yeah. before Puchinsky decides to watch Hunt Huckleberry Hound. Oh, yes, he was watching Huckleberry yeah. Hound right before this argument happened. Mm -hmm. And Puchinsky goes into the elevator, says... Floor five, please, which I'm going to presume is where Franny's apartment is. And the guy hits five, and once they get to five, Puchinski says thank you. The person's reading a newspaper, and he doesn't know who's even in there. He, he just heard this voice. So unlike yeah. Mr. Ed, everybody can hear Puchinski. Yeah. Unless the it's Mr. Ed from 2004. Uh... Last week's episode. The guy reading the paper, he was like Tom Post and on the Super Match on Match Game. I was what? Reading, oh, what? It always goes back to Tom Poston. Yep. So after presumably going to Franny's apartment, you see Franny, her daughter, and Puchinski going to McKay's apartment. And Franny says, I'm going to make you dinner. And... McKay takes them into the kitchen and closes the door on them. 
Uh, a door in a kitchen. Okay, I've never really seen that. Nope. Yeah. It, it's Not just, a big city Chicago apartment. This yeah, is yeah. real. Yeah, this is an interesting setup. I've never seen that. This is real. This is the streets. This is a dog turning on some mood music? Yes. This is the song he sang earlier in the car at the stakeout. Everybody needs somebody sometimes. All right, so they're in the kitchen. Pruchinski's in the bedroom, completely gutting the bed. And all of a sudden, McKay finally gets it. My partner's a dog. My dog, my partner is inside this dog. Now the light bulbs are starting to come on, and now the magic can start. Because guess what happens? What happens? ATM robbery. Oh, yes. Here comes the chase. Puchinski's taking the long way, it looks like. Or is it the shortcut? Nope, it's the shortcut. Because after a, a, a brief fight scene, here comes a dog. Then more fight scene. <laughs> And then I'm the wait, best. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Pachinski to do something. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. right. All right, a mommy and daddy okay. button. Okay, so there's a fight. Detective McKay punches the ATM robber, and then what happens next? Pruchinski goes straight to the robber and bites him right in the never regions. Well, that robber got neutered. Oh, yeah, he did indeed. And that may be the absolute funniest scene in this entire show. It is absolutely hilarious. I'll get to why later, but, oh, this was, yes, this was the best moment. I was dead laughing out loud. So then we cut to a photo of the captain and Detective McKay with Puchinski as the dog has been given a medal for his work in catching the killer of Puchinski, the human. And then it all ends up at uh, McKay's apartment, and they're watching horse racing on TV. Wait, wait. Yeah, say it, Greg. You mean to say that they were watching horse racing on the TV? That's exactly what I was expecting from you. Mm. And McKay and Puchinski the dog are eating popcorn. Well, one of them is eating popcorn. <laughs> oh boy. What's the other one doing? Uh, the other one is the dog. And again, we'll get to that in a moment. Oh, yeah. They're watching horse racing and they're arguing about what to watch on TV. And Puchinski gets a little upset because he feels he should have an equal vote to what's on TV. And so he goes after McKay's slipper shoe, takes off with it, and you see McKay chasing Puchinski around the apartment. And that's how the show ends. But now I just need to get this off my chest, because again, as Greg said earlier, many questions. So many questions. Yeah. Yes. 
So why wasn't the dog eating? Because uh, in this episode, the dog was in some scenes real life, but in others was a very crudely created puppet. Yes. And Greg mentioned before the show who did that. And I was absolutely shocked by this. Yes, the puppet was created by industrial light and magic. Uh, the and they're usually like guys. Yes. Yeah, they're usually at the top of, of their game. I and mean, they're the best of the best. And they created this very crude Puchinski puppet who's really like half a step above like Triumph the Insult comic dog. Yeah, this one has eyes that can move and blink and stuff. That's the half step, yeah. But yes, yeah, so the dog, when I was saying, you know, didn't really eat the popcorn, he was a puppet. Think of sort of like Cookie Monster, puts the cookie in his mouth, crumble, 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 and then you've got crumbs all over the place. Sort of the same thing in theory. The puppet eats the popcorn, and, well, puppets don't have throats, so he's just like munching on it and it gets all over the place. I don't know how this could have lasted even 13 episodes. No. Not just, I'm talking more from a writing standpoint than anything else, but absolutely from the puppet standpoint. I mean, again, didn't even look realistic, even with the blinking and whatnot. I mean, you could tell he was a latex puppet. He was, mm -hmm. in essence, Triumph the Insult comic dog two or three years early. With a bit of fur, just, just a little, little bit of fur. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely goofy. And by the way, guys, you're not going to believe this, but the night it aired, it was a double feature. Do you know what this aired alongside? What did it air? Don't alongside? say where's Rodney. No, 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 no. This aired alongside an airing of Turner and Hooch. Uh, of course it did. Yeah, because NBC figured, you know what? Everyone tonight, they're going to watch. They're going to watch cops and dogs. That's what, that's what people are going to watch. Well, also, Turner and Hooch would have been still a semi-relevant movie back in 1990. I mean, it was in theaters, what, maybe two years earlier? Yeah, pretty much. Well, about a year and a half earlier, I think, because it was 89. Yeah, so it, it was very still timely at the time, and obviously you have the, the, the cop and dog police team. Believe it or not... At least one channel declared this the greatest show of all time that never made it. Really? Now, now, mind you, the source is VH1, but they did declare Puchinski the greatest show of all time that was never made. This is back in 2010. Unfortunately, you know, because it's over 10 years later, the, the page is now a 404 error. <laughs> But it is a reference uh, on the Wikipedia page for Puchinski because, yes, everything has a Wikipedia page nowadays, including unsold TV pilots. Well, I think that's all we have to say about this. So I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I think Chica might have uh, one or two things to say to close it out. A dog as a police officer in the 90s. You couldn't throw a stick at a movie theater without having it fetch a dog as a police officer. And surprising, but surprisingly, it was a thing on TV. And it's a heck of a way to end this pilot streak we've been on. 
as we've said, we'll have more to come with pilots in the near future. Yes, by this time in 2021, we're going to do more pilots because we've found some real stinkers, some real bizarre ones. Yep. But that's for the future. For now, remember you can find all our previous episodes, our links to social media, and more at itwasathingontv.com. Please, as always, rate and review, like and subscribe, and share because... Sharing is caring. As the kids say, absolutely. Until next week. Oh, next week we get back to regular old TV shows that aired for 13 episodes. And boy, these are two shows that we've been waiting to talk about since we started this podcast back in October. Oh, but yes. And and one of them is more or less a Greg show, but oh, I'm sure we all have things to say about it. Yes. In fact, we hinted about it earlier in the episode. Yes, we did. But again, that's next week. Until then, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back uh, starting Sunday with two more episodes, two new episodes of It Was a Thing on TV. Wow! Everybody loves somebody, somehow. Everybody falls in love somehow. Just told me Hey dummy, not me Grab the bead Why didn't you just stick me inside a car and roll up the windows?